Have you ever dreamed of going to Hollywood and making it big? Well, these are the stories of people who have made it, just in a different way. They're the unsung heroes behind the screens that make movies and television come to life. Welcome to the Right Scuff Podcast, where we talk about films and interview those who are just starting their careers to some of the biggest names in production and post-production. Our mission is to inspire you through the true stories of people who have achieved their dreams. We'll be talking to Foley artists, screenwriters, sound editors, picture editors, the list goes on. And for film fans, we'll be focusing on sound and what it takes to create Foley. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a writer. And I'm John, a professional Foley artist in the film business for over 40 years. He's worked on over 500 films and is a 37-time nominated and 9-time MPSD winner for big titles such as Inception, The Matrix, and The Dark Knight. You can find us online at rightscuff.com and please make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Well, you know, first and foremost, I wanted to uh, welcome you to the program, uh, therightscuff.com with uh, John and Sarah. Sarah's uh, on vacation at the moment, so I'm flying solo, but I'm sure she will uh, edit this to make sure it's good. And, and you're the first <laughs> person we've talked to in the new year. Oh, how wonderful. I feel very lucky. <laughs> and you, you were talking to us from your yurt in Austin, Texas. You got it. It's just outside of Austin and San Marcos. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, I guess really we need to give people some background, um, you know, because you're one of the few people in the world, as we've always told people, that uh, there are more astronauts in the world than are actual professional Foley artists. So kind of, if you wouldn't mind, go back and tell us how you got started. Well, I first got started um, as a Foley artist in 1994 or 95, uh, marking cue sheets and pulling props and sitting on stages and uh, over at Warner Brothers, over at Film Leaders, and any stage I could find. And um, then I landed my first uh, big gig over at Warner Brothers doing the night shift, doing all the M&Es, um, and that was in 1997. And then I worked there for four years, and then I worked for another couple of years on and off, um, ventured out to do not just TV, but to do film. So I went on to do um, other little projects and other smaller studios, and then in 07, moved to Austin and built a stage here. Well, good. We're going we're gonna to get to that. I'm going to jump in real quick. Let's pop back for a sec, and you mentioned that you had – I started doing cue sheets and things like that. Now, what was the uh, what was the world like then? Was it uh, analog or, have, or was it digital or or and, and who did you work with, so to speak? Who did anybody mentor you? Um, I worked uh, at uh, well, I stopped at Warner Brothers often, and uh, they were very welcoming. I think you were over at the Hollywood stage. I went to the Burbank stage where Eric was and Kevin. Um, right, and that's, that's, that's Eric, Eric, Eric Gotthelf and Kevin Bartnoff, uh, yeah, both uh, Kevin Mixer Gordon. and, and Foliars, respectively. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. And that's okay. And, um, and so there I would sit and watch and listen and learn. And um, then I would, over at Film Leaders, uh, Casey would uh, let me come over there and sit and pull props and, and mark cue sheets and walk a little bit here and there. And um, it, that, that was a... Uh, you know, just th there were 
there were great open arms, you know, and I, and, and as I know, I mean, it is, it's really hard to get into as we all know. And, uh, but everybody was really open and, and willing to show me and let me learn. And, uh, it was really, uh, it, it I, I feel very fortunate. Well, and of course, when you said Casey, um, so that's Casey Troutman who had a, a Foley stage, right? Or stages? Yes, Foley stages. Yeah, yep. I see. And, yep. and she... Right now. Go, go, yeah, go ahead, because the audience really won't know that. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, film leaders, and I, I believe it was... Uh, was it Bur uh, Burbank Boulevard? God, I've forgotten so many roads from being away for so long. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it sounds like it. Um, yeah, it was. I think it was Burbank Boulevard. I could be wrong, but it, it was somewhere right over there, not far from Warner Brothers. And uh, so, yeah, that... that um, that was really fun because it was more hands-on at Warner Brothers. It was more watching, which to me, I learned just as much by watching and and uh, then I, and I and I did as as doing. Um, okay, so then so then now we're actually going to jump back even further. So what about it when you were growing up? Like, did you all of a sudden go, wait, wait a second, I want to get into sound, or I mean, how did you want to be a foley artist? Or that kind of how did that develop? Uh, well, I was uh, I, I took a lot of dance as a kid, and um, I'm a musician. And I feel like those two things really helped me as a Foley artist with timing and also sonically um, being a musician and playing a lot of different instruments. Um, I used to do uh, little radio shows with my with my cousins in the basement <laughs> and record <laughs> sound. I had no idea what I was doing. I was being a Foley artist and I had no idea. And that was pretty fun. I need to get my hands on those cassettes because that would be really interesting to listen to them now. Um, but, yeah, I've always loved sound. I've had a recording studio since... Uh, the mid '90s, I've had my own recording studio, so I've done a lot of recording, and I edit all my own foley. I cue all my own foley, um, which is really wonderful, and I think it makes me a better foley artist because I'm like, oh, I could have done that better. You know? uh -huh. <laughs> right, right. So it could so, be a <laughs> yeah. So, so really, when you were growing up, you you could I say you you had a feeling more for the arts than let's say being a CPA? Is that a fair statement? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I went to I graduated from acting school at Trinity Rep Conservatory um, and then chose music from there. And then it was either New York or L.A. So I moved to L.A. And um, I I love sound. And that's I moved there to be a musician and to record musicians. And um, so that's where that's where it started for me. Sound wise was having a guitar in my bedroom and let my parents just letting me be crazy and make all the noise I wanted to. God bless them. I don't know how they did it, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, they loved you. And look, so so is there one person in particular that helped kind of shepherd you or you kind of watch them or there was a good friend of yours and said, hey, come on, Susan, they need help at film leaders or they need one of us or what, what kind of, how did that happen? I mean, you know, because people were really interested, like, well, how did you become one, so to speak? I understand that you worked doing QCs and things watched and then started, but there was kind of a genesis there. And what was that? Well, I mean, for me, I would practice a lot at home. That was my thing. I would turn the TV on and put a piece of wood on the floor and literally just practice. I would practice every single person who walked past that screen. doesn't matter what show, whether it's a commercial. I just worked. And I would do that, um, you know, maybe three, four, sometimes five days a week when I had time. It's like if, if I'm going to be home and I got time, I'm just going to sit and I'm going to walk. Because to me, the footsteps were the hardest part. I feel to learn are the footsteps because it's it, there's a physicality that goes with it that is um, it's not really natural per se how you how you hold your body and move your feet and 
and adjust your body per character. Um, so that's how I started. And I would say, you know, uh, Kevin was very, very warm. Um, once I got my job at Warner Brothers is when I really met you because then I started working over at the Hollywood stage. And um, I mean, I, I would consider you my mentor because of just because of all of the work that you've done. I mean, I, oh I, I'm sitting here thinking I should be interviewing you. You shouldn't be interviewing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're too kind. But no, this is this is great because, you know, people are really interested in like, you know, how how what happened process wise and how did you get where, where you got so okay so there wasn't really any one person in particular that said like dave didn't say go over me to sally and all of a sudden you 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 were said oh you know help us on the foley stage or whatever it just it was kind of an amalgam of people then would that be a fair statement yeah absolutely i mean barry snyder who was the head of post uh audio post sound over at warner brothers um i i knew him and he he just gave me some numbers and some names, so I just made phone calls. And he said, "I can't make you a foley artist, but you here are some people that you you know, give them a call. I've already talked to them. They said it's okay if you call them. And and uh, at film leaders, that was one. And then going over to see Eric, you know, on the stage was another. And everybody was really open. I would open off. Everybody had had open arms and was very willing to let me be there. And uh, um, I would say that." It was probably, you know, a handful of people. I mean, you were very open and forth coming with information. You'd say, hey, come on the stage. Let me show you this little trick, you know. So that that kind of stuff is, I mean, it's like, you can't, you can't, I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then, okay, this, I've got a better picture now. I think the audience does too. So, so then really when you started in, uh, you were at uh, Warner Hollywood. That was in, in West Hollywood, uh, um, adjunct of Warner Brothers. Uh, doing the night right. night work there, doing uh, M and E's, of course, um, you know, Correct. music and and and, a, and effects that stems filling those in. Uh, can you remember a couple of the shows you did then? Oh yeah, I um I started out over at Burbank first, and ah. then we trickled over to Hollywood. Okay. Um, because the stage got busier and they would shift us, but then you know, so I was at both stages. Um. For, for three years, and mostly the first year I was at Burbank. Um, I, we worked on uh, Friends, um, that 70s show, um, God, uh, Drew Carey show, um, God, there was so many shows. There's this, just a slew of shows, and it was two half-hour shows in the evening that we would have to knock out, um, and I, we'd work from, say, like 5 to 2, 5 p.m. to 2 a.m. Right. Um, now, and when, and you, when you say we... So you worked with a another foliarist and then a mixer, yes? Correct. Yes, I had. There was another foliarist, Charles, uh, who is no longer uh, doing foley. Um, and I, uh, our mixer was Chris Munion, and uh, and Charlie Samos was my my uh, partner at the time, foley partner. Right. Well, that's. I think. I think uh, saying to the audience too, you were lucky in a sense because, you know, a lot of people that are starting out, they just start by themselves and they work at an independent house where they have to work by themselves and. There's a kind of good things, good aspects and bad aspects, you know, whereas, yeah. you, whereas you had, you know, Charlie helping you with Chris. So, you know, that to me is like a, you know, geometric progression as far as, you know, ability to to do things and to think through things, et cetera. So, OK, so you you then were there for some years. Now, what you left uh, Warner Brothers, did you go on to something else in particular or did you what what made you decide to make a move, if, if anything? 
Well, I wanted to work in film, and I was only working in television at the time at Warner Brothers. So I decided to kind of take that, try, try to break off and do that. Um, you know, and, and I had uh, a studio roundabout uh, in Burbank, and um, I knew that they were looking for a Foley artist, so I went over there, and uh, then they hired me pretty much full-time over there, and that's where I did work by myself. Um, and that is a big difference. I mean, it's I've been working by myself now since 2004-ish, 2005. Um, oh, interesting. And that's a long time. Yeah. working by you get your own you get your own habits and your own ways of doing it so it, you know it, it's it's very different what what, do you, what are there any pros and cons that you can you can share with us as far as that goes um i would say it's nice having a partner because when you have bigger props to be able to both be involved either in the holding or assisting and adding to it uh when you're by yourself you kind of have to get a little more creative um and sometimes it requires a few more layers, I would have to say, because I'd be doing it myself as opposed to saying, hey, we can get that that great sound with just the two of us doing this in one full swoop. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great because uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of working on um, getting Charles Kohlmeyer up to speed as a Foley artist, and he's doing great. His sync has really improved. Uh, and, it, and it's a struggle because I'm so used to being by myself and just boom, 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 just going through stuff. And I, you know, I have I have a pace that I move at, and I'm I'm a pretty I'm a pretty hyper person, so <laughs> I move pretty quickly. So having a second person there slows it down, but not in a bad way. It's like you, you have to think. So it, it, it's been an interesting uh, change for me to have someone there with me on the stage. It's it's it, it, there. I think there's pros and cons for both. Um, I think it's a plus to have a partner in the sense of, you know, uh, your body lasting longer. I think you you really do more harm to your body when you're by yourself because you're having to do it all yourself. Right, right. Agreed. And then, so then from Roundabout, then you decided then to go to Austin, is that correct, and create uh, where you, the, the situation you have now. Now, was there another stage you, you started in Austin and then this one you have now, or was it all one and the same? Yeah, well, we, uh, Tom over at Soundcrafter, I approached him and said, look, you need a Foley stage. No, we don't need a Foley stage. Yes, you do. We're building a Foley stage. So that took us a few years to build because it was kind of on our off time. And then that building got torn down and made into a parking lot. Perfect, you know, scenario. Joni Mitchell. I mean, that's what's happened to Austin. You know what I mean? (laughs) Pay for dice and put up a parking lot. And so now we're on our second stage, and that's just finished, and we've done the last two Richard Linkletter films on that stage. And, uh... And I'm really kind of honing in it. As you know, it takes a while to get used to where all those sweet spots and not-so-sweet spots are. Um, but the stages, I would have to say this last film, um, which is called Where'd You Go, Bernadette, which we just finished the Foley on, is the, the best Foley I've ever recorded in my career. It, I mean, the stage itself, whatever it is, the whole connection with Glenn, the mixer, Glenn Eanes and then Charles Kohlmeyer and myself. It really, it, it was definitely the best Foley of my career, well, for sure. Well, that's congratulations on that. So then, just a quick recap. So, what is the actual name of the of the facility? And then, is the stage like stage ten or stage one, or what? What what's the? Or does it have a little moniker for it? Or it, it's stage one, and it's a Soundcrafter is the the company, and okay. it's in Austin, this right in central Austin, Texas. And uh, there's um, six total rooms. Uh, 
a few mix rooms uh, and a lot of editing rooms. Um, and it's a, it's a quite, it's a spectacular place. It's really amazing to, to have a state of the art, really uh, great facility in, in, in Austin. And Austin is such a, an amazing city. Well, that's great. So the question, is it a dual purpose stage? Stage one, is it both Foley and ADR or just Foley? It, it's, it's a dual purpose. It's a mixed stage and a Foley stage. Um, okay. And I hate having to say that and have that, but it is what it is only because, you know, as you know, a Foley stage will sit dark when there aren't projects and that's space that you're paying rent on. And in Austin, you know, it's just not doable to have a set stage. Um, right. But, but but it's great because we've 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 divided it in that sense that it's an amazing mixed stage and an amazing Foley stage and it works for both and like is the biggest problem that I have is that my room mic I can't put it too high up into the room I have to keep it at a certain level because I do get a lot of uh, a lot of like it, it's very live and very bright and reverberant in a certain area so that's the only thing that I've come across which is not even a problem really because it, it, it is the room mic and it's I found the sweet spot right in the middle of the room for it so well that's great and of course it's exciting because you know not many new Foley stages are created so so tell us a little bit about the layout um, the pits etc and then what mics you use if you don't mind sure um, I use the Sennheiser 416 and um, the stage is um, god I forget the square footage now um, I would say it's probably about Mm, 27 or 30 by maybe 15 feet to 20 feet wide. Um, we have a water pit, which is super exciting, and we just used that on, on the last film. Um, there's a water pit. I just put in uh, a decomposed granite pit, which I have never used decomposed granite on a stage. I've always had dirt or gravel. or So that was... It was my choice just because we use it a lot here in Texas, and I thought, man, this stuff sounds really nice. You could use it as snow. You could use it as gravel. You could use it as dirt. It's really versatile. Um, the other pit, which is probably about maybe three feet deep, I'm going to fill that with dirt. I haven't gotten to that yet because I'm in the middle of editing all the foley from the film. And then I'm going to put a couple of different surfaces, maybe some cobblestone and, and um uh, some um, bricks and such like that, maybe some river rocks in the other half. There's, it's a very large pit, and I'm going to divide that in two. Well, so there's four pits total. That's great. Is is there a place that if people want to, they could go and look at it via a website or something? Yes, we're putting up the new website right now. Um, so if you go to soundcrafter.com, it may be still the old one because we're trying to migrate that, but Tom's email is going to have to be down for a while. And that's a drag right now, being in the middle of a you know big production. But he's gonna, we're forcing him to do it. So <laughs> <laughs> his hands may be tied on this. But yeah, the new the new uh, the new website will be up soon, and within the next couple, he's gonna do it over over a weekend because it will take a couple of days to migrate everything. So well, well, that's fantastic. So again, congratulations a on <clears throat> on the opening of the studio, um, and b certainly the latest project, like I said, Bernadette, which you you feel is the best work you've done. That's that's a wonderful thing to hear because, you know, that's what you really want to achieve, you know. Um, yes. You know, especially, you know, like when you open a new stage, you know, it's like, oh, boy. Then as you go along, <laughs> you, you like you say, you find the sweet spots, you find out the tricks, et cetera. So that's mm -hmm. great you're dialing it in. And, and uh, well, gosh, you know, just to have a couple more questions. Um, if you – this is one we ask everybody. If, if you and I got in the time machine or let's say you got in the time machine and you went back and saw yourself as a younger person – 
what would you whisper in your ear to make sure you did? Hmm. If, or, and or, what would you whisper in your ear to say, make sure you don't do? And is this a reference to a Foley artist and just in general it, in world? It, it could be anything in general. It could be anything in general. Because, you know, again, younger people are listening to the to the program and so they're starting their journey. So it would be nice to kind of hear like, well, gosh, you know, I wish I would have bop, bop, bop or, or, or something like that. Um, I would say a secret whisper in my ear would be probably to win a golden reel. That would be a whisper it, like, hey. That'd be really good to win a golden reel. And Oscar, of course, that's far reaching, but you know, you gotta reach for the stars. But you know, if I if yeah, and I have a lot of a lot of my friends who are Foley artists who have golden reels and Emmys and all sorts of stuff, you know, and but I mean I, I know that I'm I'm really good at what I do and there isn't a reason why that couldn't happen. So that would be a whisper in the air. I see. That's great. Okay. And then is there any advice you give to somebody young coming up that wants to be a Foley artist? My advice would be go and sit on stages and watch if you can um, because I've had a lot of friends come and think, oh, oh, I want to be a Foley artist. They come and sit and they watch me. They're like, you do this for eight or nine hours a day. I'm like, yes. And they're like, okay, this is not what I want to do. So, you know, you know, it's very physically demanding. Um, but just really, I, I say sit and watch and and. And try and, and get someone who, who can mentor you or just willing to let you, you sit sit in and watch sessions and see if it's really what you want before you really dive in and think, oh, I want to be a Foley artist. Really watch it. Watch the process because it's it's a process. It's I mean, it's an incredible job. I am so fortunate and lucky to be a Foley artist, and not many people get to say that they're a Foley artist, as we know. Um, but, yeah, I would say – Get get to Foley stages, sit and watch sessions and see if you want. And if you want it, practice at home. I mean, that's uh, that's the best advice because if, you, if you're not getting any time doing being a Foley artist and walking and doing props on a film, you can't practice if you're not – if you're not practicing and you're not working, then you got to do something. So if you do it at home, I think that's what saved my butt because when I got thrown into those M&Es, I was green and I learned really fast. Really, really fast. But I am thankful that I walked as much as I did and practiced at home. Oh, okay. That's that's really great. I'm glad you, you mentioned that then. And uh, we're going to be wrapping up here in a second. I'm just going to say that, of course, we've actually recorded this over Skype. This is the first time we've done this. So uh, we need feedback from the audience, good, bad, or indifferent. But the audio quality, we, we, we're going to make it better, but we're still, we're still learning. But we appreciate your time. And also, too, then... You said you're talking to us from your yurt. Is there something else that you we don't want the audience to know? Let's say if they come to Austin, or is there something, some place they could come? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, my partner and I have have a beautiful piece of paradise out in Hill Country down in San Marcos, which is just south of Austin by 30, we're about 36 miles south into Hill Country. And we have a, a, a retreat center called Dharma Ranch. So if you want to check out that website, dharmaranch.com, it's for uh, meditation, yoga, all sorts of different retreats. People come here and they'll rent the yurt and rent the facility. We have 10 acres. Um, we have manicured and, you know, blood, sweat, and tears this property for the past, you know, uh, five years and uh, created an amazing paradise for ourselves. So I get to, you know, be a Foley artist and go home and play with my 14 hens and rooster and dogs and cats and deer and 
wild hogs and you name it, we got it here. <laughs> well, that sounds, that sounds like paradise. Well, that's fantastic. Well, Susan, thank you so much, Susan Fitzsimmons, for being a part of the program today. And people do sometimes ask us for, um, you know, they ask us questions. So if that's the case, I'll afford them to you. And, um, and again, just really thank you for your time. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to then kind of hang up the recording and then I'll finish up with you in a second. So okay. meanwhile, uh, everybody out there, just uh, we're going to have another one coming up. But certainly, again, happy to have Susan Fitzsimmons, and who's got her own stage in Austin. And the latest film she worked on, it's the best she's done so far. Where'd you go, Bernadette? So we're all going to be checking that one out. Okay. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, John. <laughs>